Welcome back to Car Party. Episode Are you welcoming me back? 37? 37. 37. Welcome back, Kyle. Thank you. Uh, we had a little fill-in with Kathleen. Thank you, Kathleen. We had a fun little chat about her uh, drunk escapades at um, Windy City Smokeout. And I think you moved, Kyle. Did you move yet? I am quite literally in the middle of moving. So it's going to be a, an interesting few weeks for me. I went from... Uh, getting prepared to move and then my entire family came to visit but we were in seattle so three hours north of portland spent time there got to have a great time with the family which was dope and now i'm back in the city for the current apartment for two days and then movers come friday and my office is reopening in full next monday oh god that is the most unfortunate time oh and a week from this weekend i'm going to south dakota for a wedding wow so uh, you're going to be nice and settled in that, that new spot. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait to spend a day and a half there. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. No, it's all good, though. Everything everything is good. It's just all happening at once. So it's, yeah, it's, it's fun, I'm, but I'm glad to be be back looking at your face. But guest, uh, guest spot went good. I listened. I, I became a listener for a week. It was wow. great. Yeah, how was that? Did you? Uh, it was fun. Did you enjoy? Yeah, I don't – I mean, country music doesn't really apply to me, <laughs> which is fine, but – it seemed like it was a fun time for the two of you, and I also think that we have discussed the idea of when one of us has a, a busy situation pop up, sneaking in a guest spot for somebody and, and for doing sure. a podcast, and it was nice to see that the viewership stayed the same, and Kathleen did a great job filling in, so thanks to her. Yeah, it was it was fun, especially like uh, if there's like a big release and we know someone that's like a ginormous fan of that one thing like it's like all right instead of us doing all this research let's just bring in this person (laughs) they could probably just like spit it out from the cuff uh so yeah let us know if you're a genius in something and um we might have you on unless you're rob st Clair. we're not gonna have you on rob and if you're not listening it's even funnier because we can just talk shit to you and you're not listening i I, Uh, I feel like he is yeah he probably is uh so kanye is he like actually dropping music on friday it's i i put on the story just now that uh Apparently he's releasing a song days. in a commercial uh, during the game tonight, game six. So yeah, might actually have some real ass Kanye coming. It's weird. I would not be surprised if that song gets released this week, but the quote unquote album doesn't come out on Friday. Yeah, I, I would be shocked if the album actually came out. I like, I think we've talked about it before, but he's al- he always comes out late. His his projects always. are either perfectly on time or like two hundred days late. So if it doesn't and come out on Friday, don't expect it for like three years. <laughs> yeah, and he's a hundred percent the guy that says, oh, album this Friday, and his lawyers are like, no, what are yeah. you doing? The label, like, runs around with the buildings on fire for three days. But but what's weird is, like, he's been having these watch parties that, like, I think normal people can go to. It's not like it's just rich yeah. people watch parties. And, like, somehow they confiscate everybody's phones, and there's been zero leaks from this, other than people just trying to, like, type out what they hear. It's like, oh, am I yeah. hear an old woman talking, and there's a beat in the background. It's like... Right. <laughs> So I'm curious, too, because the last time he did something like that was Life of Pablo, and Life of Pablo was the closest to releasing at the time, he said? Is that accurate? No, it was 300 days late. <laughs> it was? Well, I mean, that the graphic I was looking at might have been, like, the first time he said. Like, maybe it was, like, he reset, oh, hey, it's he, coming he, out. But well, Pablo okay, was, well, was quite late. But it, Life of Pablo wasn't supposed to be called Life of Pablo. So the first time he was like, no, Life of Pablo is finished. It's going to come out now. I think it was fairly quick. But yeah, I don't know. I Regardless, you can't really that. trust Kanye. We got trash issues. But, no, um, not a chance. Dude, I feel like this is a horrible time to do our idea of doing like an Instagram live right when there's a big drop because he's not extremely busy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. if for some we'll reason see. we both can have our first listen at similar times, Kyle and I were talking about doing like a quick Instagram live just for our like gut reaction of like 
one listen how we feel because that would just be kind of interesting to like stamp it in history um yeah we'll see we'll see if we get new music all that kind of stuff we got a bunch of new music this week kyle we got like two or three weeks we have like 15 new music songs we're just doing uh new music and then top three to z letter h so head to car party pod on instagram hit us up with your h's um check out the playlist in the episode description we do that every week uh spotify account is car party playlists we've got our greatest hits up there uh the other thing i thought of was um we don't really have like a good like pre-game playlist like our hits playlist isn't super cohesive it's like good songs but they don't really go together yeah. um and i've kind of started like a whenever i have people over just hit play and it's like 12 hours long um so we should throw down the car party just so i feel like sure. people have been coming to the account like oh let me listen to a playlist and that'd be a good like hey you having a party bam go and can mix some uh, new stuff, old stuff. So I'll shoot that right your way, and you can add some uh, good throwbacks because I know you're good for that. So yeah, good, I uh, could sneak in some uh, some happy songs for the people. And that was a theme in my car this weekend while my uh, my sister and brother-in-law kept being like, play old Chris Brown, play this, <laughs> play that. And it was just like it ended up basically just being a middle school dance in my car throughout Ooh. the weekend, but it was fun. So that I got great. some more top of mind. Yeah. Um, let's get going with new music. So we were talking about Kanye West. He's featured on the album. We're going to start off talking about it's Pop Smoke's second posthumous album it is i would say far less cohesive than the first one mm. certainly one that was f- much further away from being done if this was even yeah. the mentality of a of a album release which it doesn't seem to be the way that i would paraphrase it and call this and sum this up would be it's like recycled bars from sure. his hard drive here hard drive there whatever it may be it's just yep. thrown together on a beat adding in a guest verse and then just shooting it out. So I have a couple issues with that. And there's been a lot of issues more broadly with not only his family, his close friends, but also some people that used to work with him on music. The biggest ones being number one, it doesn't sound like something he would have hit. I approve on just because it's not even close to finished. It's not close to sounding like full songs or cohesive. Number two, there's a lot of people featured on it that his friends and family have speculated he would not have collaborated with, would not have enjoyed collaborating with. And you had some thoughts it, on that Isn't well. in general, he was, like, I saw a clip of him being like, yo, I just like to do my own thing. I really like features. I just like, yeah. So it's like, it's, there's so many features on this it's thing. It's heavy feature. Kinda, yeah, yeah. I agree. So that all being said, it's not a bad album. It's fun to listen to. It's not nearly what the, the first one that came out this year. Was it this year it came out or last year? I think it was last year. I think it was about last a year, year ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, not nearly a good enough album in comparison to that, but there's moments there where I really enjoyed. And it's just, it's a good reminder of how incredible he was and how much he was going to mean to rap if he had continued to to live. Um, so that being said, I'm still thankful I got it, I think Mm -hmm. in general, but my overarching fear is that pop wouldn't have approved of it, which is a bummer. Yeah. That's kind of exactly where I was going to go with it. I was just going to say like, he'd be underwhelmed. Like he'd be just like, Oh, this is fine. Like he just definitely wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, get this out to the people. This is hot. Right. Um, I mean, it just shows you how people like miss the dude. Cause for Spotify's top 10 debut tracks, this album had nine of them. So like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I've got, I had a lot of mixed feelings listening to it. Cause I definitely like, I was like, oh, I liked hearing this. It was nice hearing like some new verses, but there were times where I just felt like the beat, like if, if he was actually like I, my assumption is that similar to yours, that a lot of these beats are mismatched with the demo of his yeah. verse. Like he, it's not like they were taking the same beat from whatever demo he had. 
and some of them like the beats were really hard but he wasn't going that like into it and i was like if pop smoke heard this he would like go in so much harder yeah Yeah. so that was that was something that kind of bothered me but like in the length of it it's like if you have an album we've talked about this over 12 to 14 songs you're just not gonna hit as an album so it just yeah that made it feel like a cash grab even more like the production just felt like trying to be pop smoke production the whole time so yeah a little yeah, disappointing, I, but at the same time, kind of grateful that you got a few more Pop Smoke songs. It's just a weird one. So. Yeah. It's a strange album to listen to for a lot of different reasons, and I think we've kind of pushed through all of them right now. Pushed? Push a T. I want to talk about him for just a second here. <laughs> <Push>. because, <laughs> uh, the song that we're going to put on the playlist is called Television. It's Kanye West, Push a T, and Pop Smoke. I primarily want to talk quickly about what Pusha T said. So he started off his verse saying, and I'll just read you the lyric for a lyric. That way you have it. He said, look, Tyler got the album of the year for now. So talking about Tyler Creator's album. Mm-hmm. He said, but pop about to drop. I see platinum in the clouds. So saying, this is an album to watch for. I might go platinum. Now push about to drop himself. So real trappers stick around. And then this last one, which is interesting to me, he says, the crown is only for the king. They trying to place it on a clown. Speculation says Drake. Ah. Now, oh, whether shit, or not- man. I like her yeah. the beginning of that. And I like I didn't like follow through until the push part, and then I didn't mm-hmm. even hear the clown part. So that's hmm, I like that. Yeah, it's a juicy. So line. gassing up his boy Tyler, saying that he's got the album of the year for now. I I might agree with him. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Um, pop, talking about pop, talking about himself, but then this, this Drake potential sublim. Nobody's confirmed nor denied whether or not it's it's legitimately at Drake, but. Just interesting. And if it means a, a new Pusha T album is on the way, I'm interested in that as well. Yeah, that's hot. A lot of things coming. Kyle, uh, why are ogres like onions? <laughs> Got a lot of layers. <laughs> yeah, man. there Got it a is. Lot of layers. Yeah. Uh, John Mayer, new album called Sob Rock. Has, has a few layers that I didn't really feel when I first listened to Got a to lot it. of mayors. Yeah, <laughs> John Mayer. Onions and ogres John, both have a lot John of John layers. layers, bam. That's, that's <laughs> a good episode title if we don't come up with anything better. Um, so... His new album, Sob Rock, uh, the first layer of it, I just kind of listened to it um, pretty face value. It's just what we kind of said about the single. It's like kind of 80s soaked record, heartbreak, a little sappy, pleasant, verging on boring. Um, but John Mayer <laughs> okay. is like, yo, I am I'm no longer enjoy like making music that only has a singer, single layer offering in his mm-hmm. uh, interview with Zane Lowe. And I was like, all right, well, what, what, I don't know what this second layer is. Um, I think a decent example of that second layer in this album is the song uh, "Why You No Love Me." Initially, I was like, "Why? <laughs> why are we? Why are we talking like a child here? Like, why you no love me? It's like why you don't love like I don't know. It just sounded kind of funny." And he was like, "Initially, when I wrote the song, I was just kind of joking." And then he kind of went on to explain it, and he's like, "I kind of go back and forth between talking like a child and then like actually talking about real things, and it's kind of like simulating." my childlike tendencies in relationships or like how devastated I was like taking a toy away from a child when, um, you know, certain breakups happen and Mm -hmm. throughout the song, it's kind of those two different languages. So it's like, why, you know, love me as the child. And then a line like hurt me once I let it be hurt me twice. You're dead to me three times makes you family. So like pretty things I did not catch on my first listen, um, that were, were pretty cool. And then I have, I put (laughs) something on the story, John Mayer, you either hate him because he's a douchebag or you love him because of how cerebral he is and how like ridiculous his thoughts are. So I have mm-hmm. this uh, hilarious clip from this podcast I'm going to play with just the douchiest, best John Mayer. Whenever I want to write a big song, I can't. 
A big song meaning spatial. Uh, I want to write about outer space. I want to write about the... Big concept. The, the, the huge, glacially large space inside of the heart when it misses and this and that. And that's when I get writer's block because I try to put the put put basically a song to fill the entire galaxy. Mm. And I've never gotten a song that way. But if I write a song about something the size of a glass of water and I do it right, I notice a week later it's got the universe in it. <laughs> right? Beautifully put. So I'd rather have the universe in a glass That's of water than try to make a glass of water fit in the universe. <laughs> So like, guy's an asshole. But like that was <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I loved that, and it yeah. it just kind of made me think of like similar to we talked about Twenty One Pilots album. Just starting with a really simple idea, and just kind of slowly buffing it out to be a little bigger and like a little more of a theme. Um, so that's kind of my summary of the album and his summary of the album. So that's interesting. I'm gonna go about this one from a much higher level because I didn't have nearly the time to listen through this album the way I wanted to this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go from the, just the absolute pinnacle of, of what I felt during a first listen through. For me, this album is one of those situations where I don't think I appreciated it as much as I could have because I had heard a lot of the music before it came out. Yeah. Right. So there had been I don't even know out of it's not a long album, 10, no. 12 songs, yeah, something 10 like songs. that three or four of them came out before something like that mm-hmm. so i mean you're you're looking at hearing a lot of an album before having it come out and despite the fact that there's differing sounds throughout the album i wouldn't say that it blends to any one of those songs in particular to be like oh this transition makes a lot of sense it flows mm-hmm. it fits so i think if i had gotten this in one release it would have felt a lot more impactful than it did here because i had had kind of some highlights of the album and the, the way it was going to sound all along the way leading up to it so that being said i mean vocally musically you know etc everything that john mayer is known for and respected for it was still consistent but from my first listen i just felt like dang i thought there was going to be more here that i hadn't hadn't already gotten yeah yeah from just like a listening standpoint it's definitely one of his his weaker albums it's not bad i i enjoyed it and i saved like six out of the ten songs from it yeah. but I, it's just like a weird like he almost made it as like a satire because it's so like yeah. It's so face value, and it's just so. I, I just don't know what the other other than John Mayer. I don't know if anyone is appreciating this album for what he meant it to appreciate, because so right. many people are looking at it face value, and he doesn't want you to look at it that way. Uh, so it's very meta. And this whole interview with Zane Lowe is <laughs> ridiculously weird, and he's just a crazy genius douchebag. Like the song shouldn't matter, but it does. He was like, yeah, I never wrote it down. I would just work on it in my head in the shower. And one night he just was like, all right, it's ready. And I just wrote it in like an hour. I'm like, you're just a psycho. Like, I don't know how your brain works like that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, he's nutty. I don't know how to summarize his crazy thoughts, but it was, it was a fine album. Yeah. Worth listening to. I'll be, if I have any big overarching thoughts that we haven't already talked about, I'll let you know later, but (laughs) I'll listen to it a few more times and I doubt I'm going to change my opinion too much. For sure. IDK is next. He has his newest album and his, I think debut album, legitimate album. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been talking about him a ton, so I don't know how long we really feel like talking about this album or about this in particular, but I'm going to go ahead and stamp it and say that IDK, in my opinion, right now, outside of Corday is the best new rapper of his generation. No, I agree. Just right now. Just right now. This album is phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed it. The song we're going to go ahead and throw on the playlist is Red. And 
I have two thoughts on that that I'll give you quickly, and then I'll let you talk about the album more cohesively or about the song, whatever you want to talk about. But I'm very big fan of this song in particular, the album in general. But the two big things that I noticed were, number one, he sounds so much like Kanye so on much. this song in particular and the album more broadly. And that combined with the fact that Red has a Still Fly by Big Timers shout out and like sample in the verse mm-hmm. or in the in the chorus, excuse me, is sick. So this song, I was just like, this was when I was like, shit, he knows his stuff. And yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Uh, in general, like his, his uh, theme of the album was you didn't really get it until the very end. Like the last three songs were very like personal and um, talking about like the toxic masculinity in his household and how he like misused, you know, um, friends and relationships and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't really feel that throughout the whole album, but the one thing that this album has is incredible production. Like the songs went perfectly yeah. into each song and he produced nearly the whole thing, um, like almost himself. And, he wants he like wanted people to know from this that he's a producer before a rapper, which even more like Kanye because yeah. Kanye would also probably say he's a producer before a rapper, and right. he like starts with the beat and that's where like his creative creativity comes from. Where I feel like it's a lot of the other way around with a lot of rappers. Um, yeah, but yeah, I honestly didn't get. I liked him, but I didn't get it and why you're so high on him until I, I heard the singles like roped into the album. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this makes a lot more sense. Like Peloton didn't mm-hmm. get that song. I heard it in the context of the album. I was like, okay, this is hot. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is fire. I mean, it's just like the themes he plays on and a lot of the, the things he dips into throughout the album are talking about like what he saw, what he experienced and what he escaped in throughout his entire childhood. And it's just hearing it all come together is it's a good album. And it's like an easier listen than most rap you like or you show me. Where like kind of yeah. Kanye is kind of an easier listen. It's yeah. kind of similar. It's so it's it's probably cuz it's based on production really and that's right. kind of what reels you in. Um but Definitely. yeah, it was awesome. Good. Glad you liked it. So the only bigger reunion than me and you Kyle was Swedish House Mafia this week. Uh they had a new two new songs. First one was It Gets Better and the second one was Lifetime, which is on the playlist featuring 070 Shake and Ty Dolla Sign. So um, you probably have heard of Swedish House Mafia, not for a little while, probably like 10 years. Um, They were on like the front lines of the big boom of the 2010s in EDM, Um, like very sing-along mainstream bangers. And they've kind of, they've tried a reunion a few different times. And now they seem to have like more of a focus that they've never had before. Um, One of the quotes that really got me excited is uh, Ingrosso, who's one of the three members, said, even if it's not an album-driven genre, uh, now I think we're an album act, which is so exciting because I feel like my one beef with EDM is like, okay, you're making good songs, but like you're not p- piecing them together. You're just throwing singles out here. And when I first heard it, it gets better. I was like, this sounds like the beginning of an awesome set of a great album. So I honestly think them reuniting and them focusing on albums and not caring about you know charting and all that kind of stuff could could change edm for the next like five to ten years so it's really exciting yeah that's dope so i only listened to the one with ty dollar signs because i thought that was my assignment <laughs> yes. you, you wouldn't like the other <laughs> one it's very like okay. technical so yeah yeah that, that was your I, assignment class all right love it love it so ty dolla and 070 shake great song enjoyed it actually quite a bit and it's it's one where i was playing it in the car and Nelly goes this is funky and i was just like okay it's gonna hit for a wide audience <laughs> i'm intrigued i'm intrigued by what you're saying because 
I don't know that I've ever thought about EDM in the context of an album. Exactly. I don't know if that's just because is that like is that because it's not really done that way right now or is it because no. I'm ignorant? No, you know, it's just not the album isn't valued in EDM. Like a lot of people will make a single like for a big show coming up and then they don't feel the need to connect their music and the cool thing and the bad thing about EDM is it's so based on the like the fads move so quickly that mm-hmm. you can't really super establish a sound in that fad for an entire album. So it's almost like okay. you just keep doing little pieces of it like as the years go by. Um, obviously, some people like Porter Robinson doesn't really follow fads and some people, you know, put together great albums. Um, but the biggest songs you hear aren't usually part of an album and the biggest DJs usually you know kind of adapt to the times um as they go on but this album is going to be awesome i don't think it's going to disappoint with these two songs and it's really exciting to see these these boys get back together i think you give me an an eight song 25 minute album for edm and if i can turn it on and listen to the entire thing and be like okay that was really like i felt i was moved at certain points i felt different themes if that could be done, I would be far more open to EDM. I think my biggest beef with EDM up to this point is maybe it's it's a little bit lack of knowledge, but it's also just not understanding how I'm supposed to feel when I listen to it. Yeah. And that's it's most that's and, it, and so much of it is based on like a live like party club experience and like so much of the EDM I introduced to you was like over quarantine, so that's sure not not a great thing. And it's just trash recently. Right. Um, but the, I think the closest you've gotten to that is Porter Robinson. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Cool. So I'll be interested. Fan. I'm excited. I'll be interested. Um, certainly moving away from cohesive album talk <laughs> and going to a, a throwaway Post Malone song, Motley Crue. That's all it is. I mean, it's just a, a throwaway style song by Post Malone. He's he's kind of getting gimmicky in this song a little bit, yeah. which is fine by me because I find it to be really catchy and it's fun to listen to. So I ma- it made me smile. I like Post Malone, but it, don't expect to listen to this and think you're getting, oh, wow, like, leading to the album it's not what it's for (laughs) yeah i mean i think it is a single people think it's a single off the album which makes me a little nervous really yeah i I don't know but if you think about his albums they like i like them all but they're moving in the wrong direction we go from stony to beer bongs and bentley's to hollywood's bleeding they're getting progressively worse and seem like less like thought and attention paid to them and this single makes me a little nervous it is catchy though like i'm i'm I think post Malone anytime he makes a song, I'm not going to be mad about mm-hmm. it, but it's like, Oh man, dude, <laughs> we're just going down a road of just catchy, catchy nonsense, catchy radio nonsense. Um, we'll see. He might've just like, he might gotten out of his pocket of inspiration a little bit, but he might come back. We'll see for sure. Yeah. Uh, we got more melting pot, uh, hip hop, hip hop. What's the other thing? EDM. There it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we got jungle featuring Boz. The song is called a Romeo. Uh, Boz kind of fills, in my head, like the college blogger rap kind of style in this song. And then um, the production kind of feels like a little island vibe. So it's a cool little, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good um, add to like a summer playlist to get some hip hop in there, but still kind of keep your summery vibes. Uh, So it's a nice, nice quick one. I think that Boz should do every EDM hip hop mashup moving forward. Yeah, it it works. he, He slides on this type of beat for some reason. It's like, this was a little bit more candy than he usually is, like the mm-hmm. college boy, as you refer to it, but it still was really good to listen to. So I just, I like him for this genre of music, that EDM hip hop, 
like collaboration, trying to figure out where it's going, and it, it just sounds good. So I like him in this genre. I want to see if he stays, but I have a feeling. So he and J. Cole are like best, I don't know if they're best buds, but yeah, he, they he came showed up, up on together. His album quite a few times. Yeah, they're really, really close. And I'm curious if J. Cole is like, get your bag, get your bag, get your bag, and then keep it real on your albums. So yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll no, see. That's good. I enjoyed it though. Speaking of keeping it real on albums, Vince Staples' self-titled project is up next. Uh, outside of skits, it's eight songs, twenty minutes, and <laughs> yeah. it is eight Won't songs. Waste your time. <laughs> it is eight songs, twenty minutes of greatness, in my opinion. Vince Staples is in hip hop and kind of always has been notoriously a storyteller. I think that's probably what he prides himself the most on is kind of like the street sermon type vibe. Like this is what's going on. This is what I've seen. This is what I've come up on, and then communicating that to to people. The biggest difference between this project and the other projects that he put out in the past is this is a lot more palatable, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's shorter. It's more direct. It, as silly as this is, he enunciates better in this <laughs> album than he ever has before. So Still like, doesn't enunciate very well. That's, no, not very well, just, but yeah. nonetheless, like a little bit. Yep. And I think, I think more people are going to be reached by this album, and I think that's why it's being received so well. Yeah, I, this is one of the few, I feel like usually I have a good idea of like, all right, this one, people are going to love this. All right, people are going to hate this. I, I, I was just very like lukewarm on it, and it was just like critically acclaimed. I was like, okay, I don't understand this. <laughs> I really like the uh, Lil Fade, the song we put on the, the playlist, but I think what I fell in love with Vince Staples like very early was like his cutting, just like Northside Long Beach, just like coming after yeah. you with fucking bars. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, kind of, came back into this not quite r&b but this like much chiller mumble kind of like low-key vibe mm -hmm. and I, I just haven't been able to get into it um okay but i'll give this one another few spins maybe it's one that's like just grows on you but people are obsessed with this thing and i don't super get it um yeah i i really like this album a lot and i've always liked vince staples and i always thought he was kind of a funny just an interesting dude to be kicking it around with Odd Future back in the day. And because yeah. I was, I was just like, he's pretty hood. And the rest <laughs> of these dudes are goofballs, yeah. but I just like Ben Staples. Always have, I'm a big fan. And his, his, uh, freestyle on, I can't remember if it was Sway or if it was, uh, if it he's was so LA technical. Leakers. He's so oh my God. good at rapping. Yeah. And then his, maybe that's what I'm missing. I'm like, all right, give me that. Like, you're like a literal technician at rap and you don't do it all yeah. the time. Like, that's what I did want. I, did I send you this? I, if I didn't, I'll, 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 send it your way because his freestyle that he just put out was nice i was a big fan i'd probably enjoy it i'm so. a staples fan i feel okay. like it, it makes um, me feel like uh like mac miller where he slowly went from sure. rap to just kind of like melding into this genre you don't really know and it's kind of chiller yeah uh, yeah it's kind of reminds me of i just really enjoy everything that he's about and this album did not disappoint for me so Give it a couple more listens. Listen, I just sent you the freestyle. Listen to it when you get a chance, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Good shit. Cool. Young Blue and Big Sean are our next one. It's called Way More Close or Stuck in a Box. So it's Young Blue featuring Big Sean. For those who don't remember, Young Blue made the podcast a few months ago, probably, for a mm -hmm. song with Drake. This and song is... Never. That's the one? Yeah. I don't know why you did it as if it was a uh, an opera, but... Yeah, it's like the Andrea Bocelli version of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh great big sean verse mediocre young blue but he's grabbing really good features which means he's surrounding himself with the right people in my opinion 
So I'm curious if he's going to become like an Ian Dior, just a hook guy, like a go-to hook guy. Yeah, this song is like comically similar to Your Mind Still with it's Drake. It's the same it's show. Like, it's yeah. like the same little acoustic beat and like heavily yeah. relying on a feature, but it's yep. not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's not it's, bad. It's not bad. Uh, I've got two more slow jams here at the tail end of this playlist. We have so many fucking songs this week. We got, f- we got five more songs. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to whip through them. Uh, so... Blast, who is a XXL freshman, and Bino Rideau. I think I nailed that. Uh, killed it. Have a little mixtape called Six Tape Two, and I actually really like this. I think I'm a Blast guy. I don't. I don't know I why. Know. I he, didn't see that one coming at all. I know. I, I just really like. He is somewhere in between like a rapper and a crooner. Like he's just really good at it on his hooks, but he doesn't bore me. He like mixes it up enough, and. Uh, Usually R&B, like, creeps me out because it's, like, just weird and I don't want to, like, hear about your <laughs> creepy sex details. But this one just makes me, like, laugh out loud, like, with the shit they say. And I actually really enjoyed this entire mixtape in the song. So, apparently you didn't like it? <laughs> no, me I not don't like it at all. Weird. I, it, it's not so much that I don't like it. It's just that, like, we already have a future, which is what Bino sounds like. He sounds like future. I don't love Bino, I will say. I like, okay. I like the blast parts of this. Yeah, and we already have, like, to fit where i view blast like he's somewhere in between russ and kyle and like that type of rapper to me so it's just i don't need it so it's a throwaway for me i agree i i wasn't meaning when i sent you that it wasn't to be like oh no this is this this sucks like i don't want you to listen to it it was more so just like oh save your time like if you don't you don't have the sound the sound is very so the sound is very played out but out of all the people that sound like blast i'll take blast and i feel like he might have potential over others okay I will eat my words if he if he ends up proving me wrong, but I think he's going to be a throwaway for me in his career. Words. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out. And then I got another R&B album, Mariah the Scientist, with the album Rai Rai World. No idea who this was. Gave it a listen. How old is she? She looks young yeah, as can be. I think she's she's pretty young. I think she just did like her first show ever, like tonight okay. or last night. Um, Wild. But it sounds like usually... Like, I think of female R&B, I think of SZA. This makes me actually feel more like The Weeknd, especially this song. It has, like... Oh, me too! Yeah. You, I wrote down two names, but I said this is definitely an early mixtape Weeknd vibe. Yes, in, in the best way possible. Like, it's not too, like, just replaying The Weeknd. It's I love just that. so good. Um, the whole album I, is fantastic. I love that we both thought that. That's so good. Yeah, it's, it's, good. The, uh, it's the chorus. It just comes with, like, kind of like that blinding lights, like dreamy Whoa. bright weekend sound all right did you write that too no i didn't write that but i got something else for you yeah 23 years old so very young signed to one umbrella which is owned by the weekend tory lanes oh okay i did see that makes a lot of sense yeah makes a lot of sense because like tory definitely has love for this genre as well like this style of music yeah it was it was really great not a lot of streams not not very well known so just fantastic yeah. song from Mariah the Scientist. She must uh, know Bill Nye the Scientist. Bill Nye's her, her uncle. Um, <laughs> it's not <Uncle> true. <laughs> don't, don't put that on her. It's not true. Uh, the, yeah, the two names I wrote down were Early Weekend and Beyonce. I actually said Beyonce just a little bit because of the vocal. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's great. It keeps you engaged. Like, it doesn't, it's not R&B just kind of bores you and does the same thing the whole time. Every, like, 30 seconds, like, damn, we got, like, a new sound coming here. Yeah. Big fan. So, those are big names and, and big compliments. So, I'm, I don't know if I'm putting a lot on her shoulders already, but I'm impressed by this. Do you think so. Bill and I, the science guy, is canceled? He just seems like someone that's been canceled. I don't think so. Not from what I'm aware of. Good for him if I, he hasn't. Because I, mean, yeah. I feel like he just seems like a creepy Oh, dude. he was... He was definitely due for a scandal, but he, he, 
he hasn't done it, so we're excited. Proud of you, Bill so, Nye, the scientist. Shout out to Bill. And your, your and niece is doing phenomenal. <laughs> your niece, Mariah, the scientist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next song, we have we have a lot of boss on this. I didn't even really realize. This I did notice we had another one. Third, is is this the third second, song right? with him on it? Second song with him on it. Okay. Second song with him on it. The Jackie, Boz, J. Cole, and Lil TJ. Uh, this song is not that good, <laughs> to be honest, but it's a sing-along style. Like, I... You know the words as soon as J. Cole says the first verse. They're ingrained mm-hmm. in your mind. It makes me feel good. It makes me smile. So it's just, I mean, it's worth listening to. I like it a lot. The way that I would describe this song in particular is it's like, it's braggadocious rap, like talking about your accomplishments, talking about whatever. But it's the type of braggadocious stuff that feels attainable. Like, I don't <laughs> care if you're if you're working at, I'm not going to actually say anything because it sounds like I'm going to be blasting some sort of industry. If you have a low-level job, but you're still like, saving up that money and stacking paper and you get your first big win. It sounds like that type of bragging, not him being like, Oh, I'm rich as hell and I can buy whatever I want. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it's like, I got a hundred dollars bill. That's all. Kleenex. Yeah. 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 So it's, I it just, it's a feel good song to me. Yeah. I mean, I literally had absolutely nothing to say, but I remember it's not offensive. And like, would you add this to our eventual like car party, like pregame, throw it on, forget it in the background. Everyone's happy with the music on. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think it just about makes the cut there. Yeah, because the it's the chorus, right? The chorus is what is what the big moment is, and because the verses are short enough that none of them end up being annoying, and you get right back to that chorus where everybody can sing it. I think it's it's very palatable for that situation. I agree. I agree. We have uh, some more some more bouncy tunes, um, some electronic, a little bit of indie pop kind of deal. The song is called Ether. I'm sorry if you have a lisp. <laughs> this is going to be difficult for you. Bank and Tanache. Um, <laughs> this sounds like bubbles coming up from like a fishbowl, but like the littest fishbowl you've ever seen. It's just like the whole song is just like, just like, like a hot tub or something. Um, and this artist is at Spring Awakening and they're very not like super EDM. So very curious how their, uh, how their set's going to go, what kind of, what kind of vibe they're going to be. Cause uh, it's, this feels more, alternative than edm to me but it was fun it was bouncy i had a good time in my fish this worked out perfectly because i don't remember the song i so clearly i didn't care that much so i wrote down my one contribution will be correcting ryan and telling him that it's pronounced esther (laughs) okay yeah well there you go worked out in the last (laughs) one i was going to tell you before we started i was like hey kyle i've absolutely nothing to say about the song the jackie so i'm just gonna move right on and you had nothing (laughs) to say about this one and finally we've got uh a Windows Down song that, like, in my head just reminds me of, like, a golden retriever sticking its head out the window and just getting pelted with the wind and being so fucking happy. Uh, this is Doobie Bronson by The Brook and the, Bu- the, Brook and the Bluff. Uh, nice. Kind of a soul groove, Nashville-based band. I'm seeing them in Chicago in November because their tickets were, like, $15 at a really small venue. Uh, it's just, you know, golden retriever. Floppy little ears. Just having a great time. I only got to listen to this once. It was my last spin before I logged in to do this podcast. Can't decide if I like it or not, so I'm going to pull a uh, you know, a, a very classic online meeting, Zoom meeting, and say, circle back to me. <laughs> circle back, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll circle back to Kyle. And, All right. um, That's yeah. it for new music, isn't it? Yeah, wow. What a bender. Lord, we caught tunes. From like a month. lot of tunes. Yeah, so there you go. We are happy to be done with that and excited to talk about some of the old stuff. So when you get done, listen to all the of our new stuff. songs, which will take you. Well, we are going to talk about the old stuff, aren't I we? I know. I'm just making fun of you. 
I thought I did it quiet enough where you wouldn't hear it, but that was really fucking awkward because you heard it. I hear hear everything, man. Uh, We're going to talk about some older stuff. We're going to go with top three A to Z. We are on the letter H. So if you are a new listener, if you are an old listener that doesn't get this far on the podcast, welcome. (laughs) And uh, we are going to do top three A to Z. That is top three artists of each letter. So the top three from A, B, C, so on and so forth. You get to choose those three artists. And the kicker is these three times 26. Ryan? Uh, I'm actually trying. 60. Fuck. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I try. Like, sometimes we kid. Dead serious. Couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. 78. Okay. So these 78 artists that you will be getting. You got this, right? Three times Three times twenty. Oh, three plus three yeah. Times that's six. a three and a two. I 18. was like, it's gonna be five, and then how do we get the seven? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Seventy-eight. So these seventy-eight artists are the only artists that you get to listen to for the remainder of your life. So, if you get, let's say somebody who's a little bit older. So earlier in the season, I took the Eagles, for example. Likely not gonna put out any music, right? So I gotta take it strictly based on their past discography. Whereas if you take somebody younger, like an Olivia Rodriguez, Team Olivia, as Team we Olivia. all know. Don't forget it. Then you are betting a future on all their future music, and you would get to keep that. So you got to play a little bit of gamesmanship. Uh, it is tradition future, around here. Future is future. Future's future is future. Future is future. Future, future. future. future might have future songs. <laughs> uh, so it is tradition around here for me to go first. I'm going to kick us off with my first H artist being Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes. Uh, I, should, I should do the caveat that letting everyone know there's not very many people that oh start yeah. with H. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the Hall and Oates song in my ears because it's definitely one of those like dad songs I should know that I'm made fun of if I don't. Oh, yeah, got it. Good one, Kyle. Uh, do you know any other songs other than the one that goes like that? <laughs> yeah, I have like I have like four Daryl Oates and or excuse me, Daryl Hall. Wait, I can't even remember which name's which. Daryl Hall and John Hall. Oates. John Oates, yeah, Daryl Hall and John Oates records, and they're all very good. Okay, yeah, these sound familiar. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with some Take Me to Church, Hosier. I love Hosier. Yeah, that was on my list. Honestly, I only need one of his albums because I don't love the second one, but he's like so incredibly talented that he's he's going to pump up another good album somewhere. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I'm going to take... I think think you, you do it all the time, but I think when you don't really listen to me, you just go, I think so too, and then you just say whatever you're going to say. Do you want me to tell you what you just said? I know. I, I mean, this is a bad example, but I think you do that. I every definitely time that, do that. <laughs> every time say, there there are times where I'll listen. Like, I have no <laughs> idea what that fucking kid said. <laughs> there are definitely times where I will listen back to the podcast and laugh at something you said that I did not hear at all. It's such moment. bullshit. I deserve I those laughs I recorded because I'm funny I as I fuck. Do. I really do feel bad. But, like, I'll have the White Sox game on. I'll be like, he's talking a lot. I'm checking on the game. What's really annoying like, yeah, is I, think so too. I laugh. Like, when I edit this podcast, I laugh exactly at the times out loud that I do in the recording, and they, like, match each other really annoyingly. So, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't like that. It's like fucking Ryan laugh feedback. We got next, Kyle. Yeah, man, I think so, too. What? I think so, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My next one is I'm going to take Halsey, and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Listening to the Machine Gun Kelly guest verse that she has, I was just like, I mean – if I only get that, I still would probably take her. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. That plus she's got she's very young. She has a lot of a lot of good years of music left. Her next album is going to be something. It it I feels so. like it's going to be the Halsey's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It seems very so involved too. and interesting. So, so that's not a bad pick for that reason. 
Uh, I've only taken one, right? Yeah, I'm going to go Head in the Heart, one of my favorite folk boys, bands, yeah, they have, and girls. They have a song that makes me Rivers and roads. That one? That's the one. That yeah. song is – that yeah. one cuts right through you. That oh, is a great song. It's great. Great song. So uh, my last one – that boy. Definitely. My last one, and I'm going to take this kind of – I don't know if I really wanted to, but the other two on here that I considered, I don't want that bad. I'm going to take Hobson. Are you familiar with Hobson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the... Uh, I sagged my pants, you know? Did he put contacts in his eyes? Were they really small or yes. they really big? They're they really were small. white. All Whatever white. happened to Hobson? You were definitely he, picking past Hobson, right? I don't yeah. think he's oh, touched yeah. a mic. He, he retired and then put out a really shitty album and then nobody listened to it and... So I don't know. It was he weird. was like, uh, but some of his back, like back in the day, some of his songs were very good. I liked him at the very beginning in my angsty, mm-hmm. like early Tyler the Creator phase. Yeah. Oh my very, god, he has nine early. ill minds of Hobson. Yeah. Because I think the first one is the one I liked. He has no, nine. The, usually the third one is the one people really like. Okay, maybe that was it. Holy shit, yeah. that's a lot of minds so. of Hobson. So yeah. I don't know. He's. I don't. I'm not overly thrilled about that pick, but. I don't and, have to listen to him if I don't want to. And here comes probably the weirdest shift ever in Car Party Playlist <laughs> history. From Hobson to? I'm going to take the composer Hans Zimmer. <laughs> sure, as one <laughs> Who, does. Uh, you actually recognize like every movie he's done. He's done like Dark Knight, Inception, Interstellar, uh, yeah. the Modern Warfare 2 soundtrack. Literally <laughs> sure. everything that's tremendous. Um, I couldn't really find a song that wasn't... like I like all the Dark Knight. Um, soundtrack songs, but they're kind sure. of terrifying. Like when they're when are you going to listen own. to this? Uh, I do sometimes when I used to study. I would listen to it all the time, and I just ran out of H's. And like this shit is just really good sounding. It's just like yeah. the best movie scores you can you can have in the world. So I'm going to put uh, a song from Inception. I think it's at the very end when all this dramatic <laughs> shit's happening and nobody knows what's going on. Um, but sure. yeah, from Hobson to Hans, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. That'll be oh. an interesting way to end the playlist. But uh, Honestly, it's a very to... like good, soft song that'll fade away into yeah, the darkness. Yeah, I mean, you so. just fall asleep at the end of the podcast it's gonna, or the playlist because it's going to be a very long playlist. Yep. Uh, who were your honorable mentions if you had any? Uh, Heim, Harry Styles, Huey Lewis in the News, and Halsey. Okay. Mine were Head East, Heart, and Her. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Got to throw that out there. Sure. Sure. Um, get a little all in all, H, <laughs> H was an interesting one, but top to bottom, you're getting a lot of music, folks. So <laughs> you're welcome for the catch up. We are happy to have brought you along. Yeah. That was, that was Ryan, that was say fun. other things. Uh, hey, it's Ryan. Um, <laughs> Ryan <things>. here. <laughs> Go check out our playlist in the episode description. It is quite. Uh, we keep saying it's long, but it's literally the same exact length it usually is. We just That's talked we just about cut a songs. segment. Like, yeah. yeah, and like the segment really was just talking about songs, so really nothing was any different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, that's true. You know, made it look a little different. Yeah. <laughs> so head to uh, the playlist episode <coughs> description. We're gonna make a pregame playlist soon. Um, what else do you usually say? There's one thing I. Mm, mm. There's another oh, the thing Instagram? I usually say. The Instagram. Instagram. Thank you, Kyle. At Car Party Pod. That's what I'm here for. Uh, let us know what H's we forgot. H's. I think we're going to do those on Mondays. People like those on Monday, Monday, Mondays. Yeah. Uh, Monday, Monday, Monday. Maybe new Kanye soon and Bucks and Six. Kyle. We.